Chapter 22, Drowned Like Rats. And then, what to my wonderment, Sister Joanne and Father Felix walked over to Janet, eyeing the strangers. Janet, we've been looking all over for you. Who are these men? Are they friends of yours? Tribal members from another settlement? Father Felix and Sister Joanne turned to the men. They had no place to go. We had another half hour before we docked at Maine. Taking a cue from our clergy, I stepped up and approached Janet. Hi, Janet. Going shopping on Maine? Who are your friends? The two elders approached and greeted Janet. The men were surrounded. Their only option was to jump overboard. The ferry lurched in a way I had never experienced. We were turning around. Why was Red doing this? Had someone signaled her? Could it have been Snap and Bletch with the walkie-talkies? I don't know what the distance range is. The men looked for a way out. They ran toward the exit, but we had not docked yet. Sister Joanne had her arm around a tear-streaked Janet. The two elders climbed to the wheelhouse where Red could be seen grabbing the shortwave radio mic and speaking into it. Four loud splashes announced the stranger's escape. It was a truly dumb plan. The only place to swim to was the ferry dock or the rocky shore around it. To the confusion of the ferry passengers, the alert docked again. The elders elbowed their way around passengers, running to the ferry parking lot where a tribal police station wagon pulled in, doors flying open even before it stopped. Two officers got out and ran to the shore where the bad guys had to be dragged from the water, exhausted from trying to climb the rocks to get on shore. The ferry passengers gawked as the soaked escapees were handcuffed and loaded into the police station wagon to be taken back to headquarters and jail on Maine. We didn't have a jail on Fred. Janet, Father Felix, Sister Joanne, and I got off the ferry. I looked at Janet's surprised rescuers and said, How did you know to confront Janet? You took an awful chance. I think one of those men with her had a gun. We didn't, replied Father Felix. We were on our way to the parish education office on Maine when we saw Janet. We knew she was missing. It was the natural thing to do to help her out. Blue's car rumbled into the parking lot. She and Tim emerged and ran to the elder elders who were emerging from their own station wagon. The younger elder patted Tim on the back and pointed at Janet, who ran to her mother. What is all this about? Sister Joanne said, heaving a frustrated sigh. The short version, sister, I said. Those men were blackmailing Janet so she would convince her mother to sell their black market drugs through her healing work here on Fred. Becca nodded, she and Sibby having come by to listen. Who's got the package those men gave to Janet? I asked. It's here. Janet handed it to me. And digging in her pocket, she pulled out the one they had given her, which was witnessed by Ratchet. Let me see what's in it. Blue pulled at the strings. Several bottles spilled out as Blue clutched them using the wrapping paper. Penicillin and painkillers. What do the labels on the bottles say? 
Sibby asked. U.S. Army Medical Corps. These guys got the stuff, probably stolen, from either a field hospital or from all the unaccounted for supplies that just kind of went missing as the war wound down. There were a lot of opportunities to make money from these supplies, especially in the bombed-out cities in Europe and Asia. I'm surprised any of it made it home, Tim said. How do you know all this? Mom looked at Tim with renewed respect. I served in the army during the war, you know, Becca. Army intelligence. What should we do with it? Blue asked. It's evidence against those four now. The tribal police have them in custody, so I'll give it to them. By the way, we're not to leave Fred. Any of us. Someone will be contacting us to get our statements soon. We said goodbye to Blue, Janet, and Tim. Father Felix and Sister Joanne had already gone, taking the rest of the buccaneers with them. That could prove dangerous. I hope they don't give away any secrets. Sibby walked me, Wing, and Mom home. The tribal elders were talking to the tribal police as we left. Amid the barking and the leg rubbing from fish as we arrived home, I asked Mom, Do you think Blue's new column made a difference? I don't know. <sighs> we'll see what those men have to say. She replied, yawning. The yawning was catching. I was suddenly very tired. <sighs> Can you get your pals together tomorrow after school? <sighs> the police are coming here to question us. Sure, Mom. <sighs> I stifled another yawn. I gotta go to bed now.